she only got in because her parents paid for a spot you know and if you think about the scandal of like certain child celebrities you know where their parents pay money for isn't that illegal to Lemon Life, a conversation between friends. My name's Ivy. And I'm Danielle. Welcome to this week's episode. So as Ivy mentioned on our previous episode, uh, we wanted to do like a two-part little mini-series on privilege. So we talked about pretty privilege last week, which had a lot of um, positive feedback. And this week, we wanted to talk a bit more about something serious. So that would be wealth privilege with racial privilege because i think they kind of go hand in hand obviously like it's no surprise that you know the wealthiest people the majority of the wealthiest people alive are like white or caucasian males so yeah let's just start it off by defining what wealth privilege is ivy what's your definition Okay, wait, really quickly, because I just remembered something. I just wanted to say, um, when the Pretty Privilege episode came out last week, I had a few people, because you know how on our Instagram we let people vote, and one of the questions I asked was, do you have Pretty Privilege? Um, Be honest. And I actually had a few people, like it was more than one, who said, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I accidentally clicked yes, (laughs) um, because I thought it was, like, I thought your question was, does it exist? Mm -hmm. Not if you have it. And then I was thinking, like, Listen, why apologize? Like, if you're pretty and you have pretty privilege, don't apologize for that. Take advantage. Use it, like, milk it as much as you can, Mm -hmm. especially while you're young and pretty because you don't always stay young and pretty. Milk it and, like, don't apologize. Like, I had so many people like, oh, my God, wait, like, I'm not – no, 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 like, I didn't mean it like that. I'm like, listen, you're pretty. Just take – Assume it, yeah. Take advantage of that. Don't (laughs) apologize for – having pretty privilege that's great okay so let's just go back to today's episode i just thought it was funny i wanted to mention it um so wealth privilege was that the question like what is it what's your definition um okay this is definitely not like a Marion webster definition because it's gonna sound bad but i just think it's like people with money um get away with more things like that would be my definition and um a similar definition would be i guess just people who are rich just keep getting richer like they just just like uh, what's that say? Uh, rich people keep get getting richer while the poor keep getting. Poor? I, I don't know what that's. <laughs> yeah, that's not it. But we get it. We that's get what not you it. Mean, but you know what I'm saying. All to say that rich people get away with a lot more things than somebody who wasn't, um, whether it actually be illegal or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes. I agree with that definition, and I'm also gonna add. I think just money can bring you all sorts of. Uh, all sorts of advantages and I'm also going to include like the things that come with wealth so that could include either like your your personal network or like knowledge that you receive as like a rich person um that can obviously be transferable to your offsprings like your your children your grandchildren and that's kind of what we want to talk about how like wealth inheritance and wealth privilege can really just benefit certain individuals in a way that other people like might not receive these certain benefits so speaking about those benefits like what do you think wealth privilege entails and what can it give you as an individual okay okay okay. I'll start with the positives so (laughs) I think obviously be great to be rich and like I think that would 
like have made my life really easy, which was great. But, you know, like I think the best part for somebody who, let's say, was born into money would be just higher levels of education. Yes. 100%. And this could both be seen as a negative or positive, but never experiencing problems that come with money like that's kind Mm -hmm. of both a negative and positive in my opinion because sometimes if their parents don't do a good job at teaching them they remain ignorant which becomes negative but the benefit of that is never having to worry like even you know there are kids out there who are like 11 12 and they're literally worried because they don't know what they're going to be able to have for dinner or lunch or breakfast you know what I mean so the positive is living peacefully and understanding that you will be taken care of and you're gonna have a great childhood okay rich people definitely have great probably fantastic childhoods um and uh you know but like I said it could also be a negative because they might stay ignorant if their parents don't do a good job at teaching them the value of a dollar and like other people's lives that being said I also want to mention obviously there are people out there who like maybe this is just my knowledge from tv shows because I don't actually know that many (laughs) wealthy people like you know what I mean like a truly wealthy people we don't really know that many um but I there's a chance right maybe from tv shows that I see that the one thing they do lose out on is a, is having a very present family, mm-hmm. right? Like you see that often, like maybe your parents are running a company and they don't get to like, you, you know, there's definitely kids with money who struggle, which is also what I'm just trying to say. Like money doesn't equal happiness, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that they have their own struggles too, is what I'm yeah, saying. Definitely. So not to forget that. Yeah, definitely. Like adding on to the um, positives, I guess, is as you mentioned, it provides just like, stability it definitely provides like Mm -hmm. huge stability um throughout your whole life it's something that like you don't need to worry about where the money like like living on the streets or just like your next meal or something like that and I also think it as you mentioned again it provides like a really rich um experience as a child like that child will probably be signed up to like a bunch of clubs activities like they'll learn how to Mm -hmm. like ski they'll learn how to do a bunch of other um skills because they have the money to learn those skills so it just gives them like a huge advantage because they become more of like a what is that called like a an individual with more skills <laughs> you know a co- uh, like a renaissance man yeah basically like, like a they learn a lot. renaissance man yeah and they have a lot of experience like they get to travel a lot you know it builds it really builds a person versus someone that like is constantly just working and not developing their like soft skills you know um so Let's move on to the negatives of, you know, wealth privilege. So what to you is a negative um, when it comes to wealth privilege? And I know you like talked about it a bit before, but dive deeper into it. Uh, Like, yeah. So what you mentioned before, um, it's not it's not just wealth privilege. That's the negative part. It's the fact that sometimes when you grow up in a wealthy household, you have less family time because of how your parents are getting the money. Like, let's say they're running a business that's how you're rich, then there's a chance that you don't see them often. They're traveling the world without you, right? Like, like I see so many movies where the rich kid is so sad that they don't get to spend Christmas with their parents. And I'm sure that happens to people. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think that's just a movie occurrence. So that's definitely one negative. But if you were to ask me a negative of wealth privilege, I would need to think about that because nothing comes to mind at this current moment. Like, Like, do you have any examples of negatives or wealth privilege? I think, like, when I say negative, um, the negatives of wealth privilege, 
I think I'm looking at it under the perspective of someone that isn't born with wealth privilege, if that makes sense. Like I'm looking at it oh, under the okay. eye of someone that doesn't have that privilege. So got it. Um, if I were to come under that d- direction, I would say that the negative aspect would be that the people that grow up rich, they kind of have like a safety net, right? They're constantly assured that they have like a backup plan if something doesn't work out which I think, you know, growing up with that mentality, the individual isn't like, how do you say? No, I'm not going to say like they're not hardworking or they're not this, but I'm going to say that they, they're constantly reassured for something that they don't know the dangers of, if that makes sense. Versus like Naive. us. Yeah, that's, that's literally the word I was looking for. Bam, um, bam. I'd say that they grow up kind of naive because Um, to a certain extent I'm not saying that this happens to all of them but to a certain extent they're kind of handed everything on a silver platter and when you grow up with that mentality you have like certain expectations and when they're not met that can have that can greatly impact someone who's not used to it Mm -hmm. right so I think Mm -hmm. in terms of like character that's probably like the biggest negative that I would see how about you and I I mean I think yes but also just like that has to do with like their parenting, you know what yes, I mean? Like, agree, agree. Like that has to do with the way they were raised. Like if you coddle your child, <clears throat> Stormy, <laughs> Kylie's daughter, who has like, have you seen her drip? Oh my god, this girl is not gonna grow up knowing <laughs> the value of a dollar. She has more cars than like yeah. an average. American, wealthy American, like not even a poor, like a wealthy American, Stormy has more cars, Stormy has more money than like half of the United States combined, okay? Like mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. So that's one example, right? Not to say yeah. Kylie's not a good mom, but like I I just feel like like maybe she doesn't need her own Prada bag yet. Like maybe let's save it for her like eighth birthday, you know? Mm-hmm. Instead of her like third or whatever, how old <laughs> she is. I don't even know how old she is. But like, you know, so that has to do with parenting. Um, but also, like, what you were saying, like, I do totally agree. I think that they can grow up a little um, unsure, but mm-hmm. of, like, like they, because they only, they live one way, and they just think everything is that way, right? Because they don't really yeah. see outside of their bu- their bubble, which um, I think can be applicable to a lot of people, actually. Like, not just the wealthy. This could be about anything, like, yeah. about a culture or about a... um a religion or about like this could be anything right like it could Mm -hmm. be as long as you're sheltered to what you only know you will grow up thinking that that's all that exists yeah so that that happens to all sorts of um it doesn't just apply to the wealthy uh let's think of another negative um i'm just trying to think like generally speaking i mean i'd rather be rich but i'm sure there are other negatives <laughs> um but yeah like speaking on negatives i think like going back on what you said about how the rich get richer and the poor just stay poor i think that's something we can also discuss because that's kind of that is a negative in terms of just society how mm-hmm. wealth privilege can really just boost someone like forever in that sense when you're born rich um i'm gonna take like the the racing starting line analogy that we've Mm -hmm. discussed like in previous episodes but like do you want to just explain it really quickly for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about oh yeah so basically like if life was a race it's not an equal race so there's some people that are more advanced in that race um than you are 
And I think having wealth can most definitely boost you to like a bigger head start than oh someone God. else the starting yeah. line. Like if this was like a thousand meter sprint, yeah. you would be starting at like the 500 meter line. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I know a lot of people think of like wealth privilege as something negative and that we're like bashing these people for having money and stuff like that but we mean privilege as in it gives you an advantage right like it gives this individual a huge advantage and that's why they keep on becoming rich because they're Mm -hmm. constantly just ahead of the line in terms of other people that haven't had these advantages in the first place right so I Mm -hmm. think that's like a huge negative when it comes to just like society as a whole and like you can definitely see we have we know plenty of examples of like wealthy privilege in terms of like you know um my friend's dad is like a partner at this firm and like lo and behold you know they got an internship at that firm you know <gasps> it's like these are the types of privileges that come with wealth and connections and personal network and this is something that like as a first generation you know, Asian Canadian, like we don't have these privileges, right? So like, mm-hmm. do you have any comments on that? <laughs> well, I was gonna say, ooh, okay, that's a that's a close. Uh, okay, anyways, I'm, I'm just gonna leave it there. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And I also just wanted to say really quickly because of how I just feel like our generations are becoming more and more sensitive. Mm. So when we discuss this, like you mentioned earlier, we are not attacking the rich. We are simply stating some facts. And if you feel offended, then you are probably one of those people we're talking about. <laughs> like, we're not, we're literally not attacking. We're simply just stating our opinion on the fact. And like, like I literally said, like, I wish I was rich. Okay. So I am yeah. not, we're not attacking the wealthy. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, it just keep that in mind. Like we are not attacking anybody. We're simply stating what it is that we believe in, in our opinions. And if you feel that we are attacking, it's probably because you are who we're talking about. So, mm-hmm. um, right. Also to go back on what you said, the whole like connections, like how amazing would it be if we had that? Like, I think about this so often, especially in, in recent times, because we're about to graduate, we're looking into jobs. And I think about this every second of the day, like, how amazing would it be if like if like my parents ran their own like company and I could just inherit take over yeah Yeah. because that's what I want to do anyways it's not like Mm. I'm one of those rich kids where like oh my daddy wants me to run the company but instead I want to go do a painting in France (laughs) no like I genuinely want to run a company in the future or run a department so how amazing would it be if we like our partner our parents were like partners at a firm and they were like do you want to run this family business do you want to run whatever whatever mm-hmm. my answer would be yes like I want to run this company yeah teach me everything you know like I would be that 16 year old who would be going with my dad to work every day because I actually want to learn what's going on yeah and like speaking of what you said about how if you were raised in a really rich household where your parents are like partners at a certain firm you that you would want to learn more about it right and I think mm-hmm. That actually happens to a lot of, you know, wealthy families. In fact, mm-hmm. like the knowledge aspect comes with being part of a wealthy family, right? Like we know a lot of our friends like being raised by um, like these company leaders from a young age, they acquire all that knowledge, which like obviously puts them at an advantage when it comes to like certain topics. Like we have a friend, you know, he's really good at like stock trading and stuff from like a really young age. And that's an opportunity and that's 
what is that called? That's a privilege. That's actually a privilege that he was able to get because he was raised in such a wealthy household, right? And those are privileges and advantages that not everyone can have. So basically what we're trying to say is that it most definitely boosts you ahead of the line when it comes to life in general, which is why a lot of like the wealthier get even richer and um we can maybe talk about like how it's mainly like caucasian men caucasian Mm -hmm. people that are always ahead of the line because that ties into a bit of like our racial uh yeah racial privileges um in that aspect well I think to say on that, I think we'll just mention quickly that we're discussing life here in North America. Uh, yes. Obviously, if you were to move this to China, it's, you know, <laughs> Asian people who are the majority, just yeah. by the way, it's the Asian tycoons. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's just so that you guys are clear, we're talking about North America. So yes, oftentimes, um, you see a lot of the wealthy, wealthy people are Caucasian. And um there are a few shows actually out there who like touched upon it really quickly like can we now this is going to sound ridiculous but i'm sure a lot of people have seen fresh prince of bel-air they were a very wealthy uh, family like their dad was i think da like they were on their way to da um rest in peace (laughs) uncle phil Love Uncle Phil. Anyways, so like they they were wealthy, okay, and they actually this show touched upon racism about how because they were not Caucasian, people would either treat them horribly or just not believe, and they would always think that they were in the wrong neighborhood, quote unquote, yeah. because they didn't fit the bill of what it would look like to be a rich American. Mm-hmm. But they were, they were lawyers, they were fancy, fancy people. So I think that's like something that we can touch upon a bit as well, like. Because people even know that the majority of the wealthy are Caucasian, they think that if you do have a lot of money, that you got it um, maybe illegally. Like, if you're not Caucasian, they're going to be like, how did you get your money? Where does your money come from? Are you in the right neighborhood? Like, you know, like a bunch of stuff that somebody who was white who had the same amount of money would not be asked. Yeah, exactly. So. And I feel like racism is just like so deeply ingrained in our system that it's like so hard to just separate the two entities because if you if you're saying like race has no matter in terms of like moving up the ladder when it comes to you know jobs like you're wrong like it's actually (laughs) like it it is a thing and you know if it weren't a thing like we would see a lot more people of color that hold high positions right but that's not a thing like we don't really see that many POCs at holding high positions like c-suit levels you know even like amongst Asians there's this thing called like bamboo ceiling which is like the glass ceiling <laughs> for women but it's called the bamboo ceiling who the fuck Asians. started that <laughs> but um so it's basically saying how like Asians hit a certain level um during their their uh corporate ladder uh adventure I don't know what to call that but they hit a certain adventure. point and they can't <laughs> and they can't go above it because mm-hmm. it's race um it's a race discriminant i actually want to talk about that for a second and um this is going to probably bring up some heated discussion amongst people if you guys are listening i actually i'm not gonna say who but i had some little finance boys at diesel tell come up to me we were talking Ooh. like these are kind of my friends not really acquaintances whatever finance boys but like but like i just want to like pinpoint they're like finance boys okay and we're just talking i'm like how's your recruitment going like this was maybe last year a year and a half ago 
how's recruitment going? Do you guys have your internships? Yada, yada, yada. Everything's going great. Cool, cool. And then they said, you know what's not fair? How women are getting positions in finances because of quotas that these companies have to fill. They're calling it diversity quotas. And I don't think it's fair because these women are getting positions that should otherwise be to males and I was like I'm sorry what and they were like yeah so there's this um like RBC I think you guys actually know what I'm talking about there was an RBC you know the convention that I'm talking about it's yeah. a diversity one RBC was mm-hmm. hiring and they called it the diversity convention or recruitment okay and that was specifically for women and people of different races like it was basically not to white men mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of people that were hired out of that Right, are women because they have quotas that they need to fill, and these little these little finance boys were very not happy about it because they're saying how it's um, like why would they hire women when it should only be based on GPA because we're actually like let's say my GPA is higher than theirs but mm-hmm. they're gonna get hired because they're women and I am not a woman and I was like are you complaining about being a man right now <laughs> like I'm sorry I, I don't think I heard you properly mm-hmm. and I just remember having this conversation on multiple accounts with these finance kids because it's it's I think in my opinion more prominent like in mm-hmm. marketing I would say it's pretty equal like men and women yeah. like women don't really struggle in marketing it's almost considered yeah, yeah. a women's That's job yeah. um but finance is not so now that there's these quotas floating around and do you know what it is I don't remember. Is it 10%? I could just be talking out of my ass. I don't remember what it was. I really don't know the quotas. Um, I'm like so But they're the filling finances. them. Yeah. yeah, me neither. Like, I have not. I don't know what finances. So that's like, can we just talk about that for a second? Like, what is your opinion on, on these quotas? Because honestly, I, I'm obviously for women. But at the same time, like, these boys complaining, just like, just take a step back and just like, look at the bigger picture, please. Because, you know. No, I agree. I think it's the bigger picture that counts. Because, like, yes, maybe they do have quotas that they need to fill. Like, um, they need to hire more POCs. They need to hire more women. But the thing is, once they do hire these people, like, do they actually move up the corporate ladder? That's the actual question, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's no... It's it's not, like... It's a known fact that people that do move up the corporate ladder are male Caucasians um, or just males in general um and i know there's going to be people that are going to come for me for saying this and be like where are the stats like show me the the receipts but like you know what it's it's a fact like if you look at all the part like the majority of the partners of big firms like they're caucasian males so i think like even if companies and firms do try to have like this diversity quota what actually counts is if they're able to move up the corporate ladder and i i'm gonna say a lot of them aren't able to move up the corporate ladder. So it beats the purpose of actually having a diversity quota. Cause like, if you're just doing it to save face, like for your company, then like find something better, you know? But I don't have a concrete answer for it either. You know, like, mm-hmm. cause I am speaking as a woman of color. So I, I don't know the perspective if I were to complain, if I were a, a white male, you know? Like I okay. don't- hard for me to like say something about it and define what I'm truly feeling about it how about you okay wait so I want to bring like I want to play devil's advocate and I want to bring in a second opinion like uh, a diverse opinion in the sense that yes we we support these diversity quotas I guess but mm-hmm. um can we actually talk about the Ivy League situation in the United States where they actually have a quota on the number of Asians they can hire in the sense that they actually mm-hmm. can't pass it what? Ooh, that's good. 
That's that's what? a good comparison. Are you sh- mm. Kate? Like, I'm probably gonna get like literally go under fire for this, but they have decided on a quota where they will hire POC over Asian ethnic people because they can't hire like they have a certain number of POC they need to hire and a number um, a certain number of Asian ethnics that they can't go over. So what ends up happening right now is that you have two minority groups and they are pitting them against each other. Mm-hmm. Like instead of removing a Caucasian, what they do is they see like let's say there's an Asian who has like amazing grades cuz you know we all do whatever those competing for Ivy Leagues like they play the piano of 15 yeah. years, they play the flute, they're an orchestra and they play volleyball. You know, like they have a stacked CV, but what ends up happening is they go, oh, we have too many Asians. So what they're going to actually do is they're going to take um, African-American, let's say, and instead of removing a position from a Caucasian, like their group of people, they actually trade in an Asian position. Yeah. So what they're doing is they're pitting these two minorities against each other, which is ridiculous mm-hmm. because why can't we just oh. like, yeah. you know, like these, like, I just want to talk about this really quickly. Asian people, like in, especially Chinese, I would actually like to say, usually in United States, when they are raised, they literally have one goal and their only goal is literally to get into an Ivy school. Like, I'm not saying for all of them, just a general majority yeah. mm-hmm. of immigrants. Can you imagine you working your entire life towards yeah. something and then the university going like, wow, you're exactly who we want. But we met our quota for this year. Sorry. Like, yeah. oh my God. I just, I'm, yeah, that's, that, that's heartbreaking. That's such an interesting parallel um, to make in terms of just, like, hiring diversity and then putting a quota on diversity when it comes to, like, college admissions. I thought, I think that, I never, I never thought about it that way. And what you brought up was, like, really interesting. Um, I think it's, like, a huge, heavy topic that has a lot of debate. Um, do I think it's fair no, I don't think it's fair at all to put a quota on the number of Asians for college admissions. But then if you translate that to like work diversity, is it fair to even have a quota at all? Like, I don't know if it directly translates or not, right? So it's like, it's such a deep topic that, you know, a 30-minute <laughs> Lemon Life podcast episode cannot <laughs> like completely dissect. But As you said, like, I think the deeper issue is, like, just people of power pitting two minority groups together, pitting them against each other. Like, I think that's the bigger issue when it comes to this. Um, And, like, it's definitely an issue that I think is not fair um, and not uh, appreciated at all. So I'm going to leave it at that because, like, I just I don't even know how to phrase my opinion. fair (laughs) it's too like it's so much there's so much to unpack you know and like just speaking on all of this like do you think it's fair do you think all these like wealth privileges um quotas and like racial discrimination all that like does that it does it represent like a fair society like do you think it should change um i don't Okay, I also don't know how to phrase this because I think <laughs> I think it would be unfair of me to say that I think I would only like it if it benefited, like, my people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's unfair for me to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I just mentioned, I feel very strongly about the admissions thing. 
where I don't think it's fair that they're literally like deliberately not hiring agents, not hiring, but admitting them. And so I'm kind of saying like, okay, well, that's not fair. So obviously I think that shouldn't be a thing. Mm-hmm. But then to like turn it around, like you mentioned earlier, like how do we even like, where's the line? Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like, I think it's necessary for them obviously to not just hire white people. Okay. Yeah. Let's just say that. But then if you don't look at specific quota, what is it? 10%? Is that fair? Is it 12? Is it 30? Who, mm-hmm. who is going to be the one to say that number? Like yeah. how did that, that number is abstract. Where does that number come from? Mm-hmm. I don't, I meant to say abstract. I don't know why I said it like abstract. It's abstract, <laughs> but it's like, where does that, who, who decides? Is it 33? Mm-hmm. Is it 47? Like who yeah. decides that number? So it's kind of like, like, how does one decide? And yeah. you know how, um, I'm actually going to take this back to the BLM mm-hmm. from this, just these couple Summer, of, yeah. um, yeah, of, of, uh, companies going under fire because they don't have many African-American employees. Mm-hmm. But the, here's the issue with that is how many are they supposed to have? Like how many are you supposed to have? Is there even a number? How about mm. we just don't do this on number and we just hire who's best fitted for the job? And like, let's just not, do you know what I mean? Like that becomes very tricky because so many companies were being like under scrutiny in the yeah. sense that like, oh, they were revealing that they only had like two black people. And I'm like, okay, obviously that's not okay. Mm-hmm. But what's a number they should have? Mm-hmm. And think- that's the question. How, how many? Is it 50%? Like what number, What you know? I think- like I'm, I obviously don't have any uh, research on this, but I think the the thing that they wanted to implement with these diversity quotas is to try to bypass the inherent racist mentality that most people have but are not aware that they have. If that makes sense, like obviously, yeah. you know, some people will outwardly say, "Oh no, I'm not racist." Like I obviously like. <laughs> I have black friends or I have like Asian friends. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's like, the like thing what they say. say. Yeah, that's what they say, right? But like deep down, whether they know it or not, they have these biases towards certain races. So I think with the quotas, they basically like ensure that, you know, those biases don't come into light when it comes to the selection of people working at for your company. I think that's what they were trying to bypass. But yeah. I do agree with the numbers. It's it's like I hard. Agree. Yeah. I agree that they should be having the quotas, but my question is, what do you put the quota at? Yeah, that's that's like, a tricky what, part. Yeah, what would you consider to be fair? Mm-hmm. Right, like yeah. if you just let's say, if you say like this company ten percent have to be POC, mm-hmm. that's actually more insensitive to actually say that we think out of this entire company only ten percent should be POC. Yeah. Like that's actually worse to do. Mm-hmm. Like for you to actually say, we think only 10% of this company deserves to be POC. <laughs> like, come on, like for you to put a quota, I, I like, I think we should have the quotas, obviously, mm-hmm. but you see, this is where I'm conflicted because what yeah. do we put that number at? If you put yeah. 10%, that's like so insensitive. It's so inconsequential to have 10%. Like that's nothing. Okay. So you put it at 50%. You put it at 50%. Then the white people are going to complain and say, oh, that's too many. Like, <laughs> we can't be equal. Okay, so what do you put this number at? Like, that's so difficult to say. I agree. I think it's there's a lot to unpack. Um, and then let's just move on to, like, a different type of topic, which is if you were 
rich. Okay, let's say you are raised, you are the wealthy family and you have children. Do you feel like it's fair for you to provide all those advantages, advantages, advantages to your spit it out woman <laughs> to your child like do you think because I'm, I'm thinking about it from their perspective right like if I had a child I would want them to okay. have best education best opportunities possible like okay if they're dumb at least I can provide <laughs> them a job right from my personal connections right like I would want what's best for my child so under that perspective do you think that wealth privilege and wealth inheritance is acceptable um, like yes it's, it's fair for you to want something it's fair for you to want the best for your children right yes yeah yes but then that's where the like inequalities come from you know like here's the thing you know the the song chris brown is it's like you can't hate from outside the club you can't even get in <laughs> listen True. that's exactly what it is um Rich people have their own society, and if you were rich and you tell me you wouldn't take advantage of that, I would question your brain cell account. Because mm-hmm. why would you not? This is goes back to exactly what I was saying. If you're pretty, you take take advantage of that. Life is just a huge fighting ring, and it really is survival of the fittest. If you're rich, take advantage of that. Give your child that private elite kindergarten okay like give them all the elite stuff that you can because you can obviously this is where you have to do your job and your role in teaching them Mm -hmm. not to be ignorant but if you have that money why would you not like if they're rich you seriously cannot just you can't tell them how they're to spend their money that is their money they've earned it they can do whatever they want with it but do you think we should like put a cap or should we put a limit to these advantages that they can get away with. So I'm thinking about an example. I know someone that got into a very hard program because her parents paid for her to get in. Like, that's something... Oh, <laughs> I'll tell you off the air. <laughs> I'll tell you off the air. Off the air. Okay, 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 okay. I think I know who you're talking about, but maybe not. But, okay, okay. Like, she only got in because her parents paid for a spot. You know, and if you think about the scandal of, like, certain child celebrities, you know, where their parents pay money... For, Isn't that illegal? Uh, I don't, I honestly don't. Well, they can make it through donations, I think. Like, if you're a That's huge still donor, illegal, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know if it's legal or not, but I know, you know, she didn't earn her position at this very competitive program. And I do find it unfair, but, you know, what am I going to do with it? What am I going to do about it? You know, like, I, I can't really change society and change how money works, so... I don't know. What do you okay, think but I mean that's that's fully like illegal though. Like that's what happened with that. Um, you guys all know the story. They were like on the TV show. Um, they were famous people, and like the daughter's a YouTuber. They try to get her into I think UCLA or I don't remember what school. Oh, you and yeah, yeah. That was fully illegal. Like Lori, I literally just looked up her name. Lori Laughlin went mm-hmm. to jail. Like she just got out of jail. So that's fully illegal to bribe the school. Mm-hmm. Whether that be in a form of donation or not. Like, I think we see that too often in shows, too. You know, where they're yeah. like, um, we'll give you a, like, large amount of donations, a large sum, to make sure that my son gets into, and it's often literally, like, grade school. I'm like, calm down. But, like, so that's that's fully illegal. So if you genuinely know this person who 
got into a very competitive program through money that's fully illegal so Yikes. shame on them so obviously that would be something where i would also draw the line because the law has drawn the line there as it should because that's like not fair okay i think any sort of thing um in terms of like getting into stuff that is based on deservance like based on um merit. whether you just des- yeah exactly merit then in that case money should never be able to go near that you can't you shouldn't be able to touch it, it should be untouchable in terms of money wealth mm-hmm. But that's also, like, that's so easy to do under the table as well. Yeah. Like, Olivia Jade's mom, Lori, whatever, only got exposed because it got exposed. It could have easily just slid. Yeah. So, it's sad to say that, no, I don't think it's fair, but it definitely is happening probably yeah. everywhere. And probably, honestly, very often at, like, Ivy League schools, probably, like, very often. More often yeah. than we probably want it to be. Yeah, I think so too. And it's like, because we live in such a capitalistic society, like money is literally everything. Like, if you have enough money, you literally have enough power and advantages. Fuck, I don't even know the plural of advantage. It's literally advantages. (laughs) Why are you tripping? You just add an S. (laughs) I'm adding like three S's. Anyways, advantages. (laughs) (laughs) Advantages. You have like so many advantages and like, it's oh I don't even know it's like it's obviously not fair but it's like what can you do about it and I don't think anyone has the answer to it because it's just so ingrained in society and the way that we function that I think it's going to be really hard to either abolish not abolish but just like change right I don't think we're going to see much um change in the political and injustice side of the world like in that case which leads me back to saying that's unfortunate but just take advantage of what you currently have mm-hmm. like the sooner you understand the position that you are in whether you are in an advantageous or disadvantage um disadvantageous like situation know what it is and then take advantage of that. Like, take full advantage of it. Like, if you're in a disadvantaged spot, how do you get out of there? Don't yeah. just whine about it because nothing's going to change. Go and make a change for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, I like, obviously, it's probably easier said than done because, you know, there's numerous, like, external factors that come into play. Mm, right? Yes, yes. But, um, you know, there's, like, so much to unpack. So I think we're just going to end it here. And if ever you want us to include a certain topic that we missed in terms of, like, wealth privilege, racism, like, all that, let us know. Like, we're super down to do, like, a part three on this topic because, because I do think there's a lot to say about it. So just in conclusion, um, we talked about wealth privilege and how that certainly puts an individual at a very advantageous position when it comes to living life. Um, They get a lot of opportunities that those who don't have wealth privilege cannot have or obtain. And, you know, we briefly touched upon racism in terms of diversity quotas, uh, quotas in terms of admissions, is it fair or not? Yeah, so just let us know what you think because we're super curious to know and, also, let us know, as I mentioned, if we missed anything that you wanted us to touch upon. Um, Ivy, did you want to add anything? Um, a really quick topic actually just came in mind that I think will be really interesting to talk about, but I'm like a little scared, is the whole thing about um, 
feminism and like the way that mm. I think you know what I'm talking about because I told you about this is um are we moving forward or backwards mm-hmm. so that's something that I want to talk about maybe later maybe not I don't know yet but for today's episode I do think we finished on a very um it's very vague right we didn't really yeah. concretely say anything because that's not our position we couldn't mm-hmm. possibly know anything more than what we've already said yeah so definitely let us know if you have any interesting um, comments or topics that you also want us to touch upon. We always love hearing that from you guys. So on that note, thank you guys so much. And as always, remember to stay zesty and go get that money. Bye. Bye.